Y'all, welcome back. Super excited to be back. I took a week off there, so uh, so this week we're going to do a double feature. Tomorrow, star of the show, Vance Le Bourgeois, and I will be diving into the recent goings-on in America. There, I mean, I mean, you all know that right now there's a, there's a generation-defining moment happening right now as I'm recording this. Black Lives Matter. We should all fight together to bring unity and peace for all people, but specifically right now in this moment, bring peace and equality for black people. Uh, Vance and I will absolutely dive into that as soon as he's able to join me, but, uh, but right now Vance is protesting. So, uh, so yeah, we're going to wait for him to, to get back. I, I want to know about all his experiences, because Vance lives in D.C. I live in Pierre, South Dakota. It's, it's a much different uh, social climate, we could say. So I'm going to take a left turn. Let's take a, let's take a, you know, let's take a break. Let's, let's, let's move to a more lighthearted subject. And admittedly, one that I am far more qualified to give my opinions on. We're going to talk about the band Fish. Uh, I friggin' love them. <laughs> I hope you do too. If you don't, if you don't love them, you're wrong. I don't know. Look, I can't talk you into liking things you don't like. It's just like food, music. If you have a taste and you like it, it's like your favorite color. I can't talk you into changing your favorite color. It's just your favorite color. But if you don't know who they are, check them out. Uh, they're amazing. I mean, I, I could... Wax poetic. I mean, I, I could take five minutes of standard compliments and stretch it to hours worth of just ramblings about how much I love this band. Kind of like they do with music, but clearly not as good. But anyways, I've got two brothers uh, this week on, Nick and Joe. I mean, these two dudes, I've known them for, for decades. I love these guys. They're actually the brother, their brother, there's three brothers. And uh, David, if you remember, from a couple weeks back, did an episode on homosexuality when I, I interviewed Dave about his experience on being a gay man growing up in a Southern Baptist Texas school that we went to together, uh, a.k.a. King Dave. Love that guy. Check that one out. Far more serious topic. But this week, Nick, Joe, and I talk about a band that we love. Uh, I mean, I I've seen Fish about a dozen times, maybe, give or take. They've seen Fish uh, collectively, if you had them together, over a hundred times, which is absolutely insane. But I totally get it, because Fish is amazing. Uh, they are one of a kind. But, I mean, most importantly... Fish is interesting, so, and I promise you, you will find them interesting, at least, at least I hope you do. So let's get this thing started. Thanks for listening. Fish. They've played over 1,600 concerts. Never once played the same set list. I have literally 1,001 reasons to love their music. I, I've enjoyed it since I was 14, and I'm 34 now. And on average, I probably listen to their music two to three days a week, so I've literally listened to them more than 2,000 days of my life. However, I have with me a couple of brothers who, uh, I mean, they'd scoff at those numbers, genuinely. Uh, these, these distinguished gentlemen, Joe and Nick, are literal brothers, are familial brothers, Nick being the oldest. And Joe, potentially, have you been, I think you have, have you been uh, a fan of Fish? Uh, were you the first Fish fan of the, of the, the Pratt brothers? By a slim margin, sure. Yeah. All right. I, I, which one of you? I mean, let's just start here. Like, just to set your level of fish fandom. I've seen fish live eleven times. Saw them like at a four day stretch in Miami. Twice I saw them on the three day Dicks Colorado stretch, and then at ACL one time. But that's nothing. How many times have y'all have y'all seen them? I've seen them uh, eighty nine times. <laughs> uh, well, it's usually most know. people's reaction. <laughs> wow. And Nick, how many are you at? I've only seen them 50 times. Only. Only seen them 50 times. So, I mean, good God. And what's, what's an average ticket price? Like 60, 70 bucks, something like that? 
Uh, they were cheaper when they first got back together. Uh, it's probably closer to hundred dollars these days. Like ninety now. Wow. So well, you guys have all the ticket fees and shit. Yep, Ticketmaster and all that. So I mean, that combined with flights and hotels and gas and food, like you guys have spent, I mean, more than a year's salary seeing a band. That's fucking amazing. I would probably say I've spent. Fifty to sixty thousand dollars seeing fish in ten years. <laughs> wow! I mean, you see, you could have bought like a Mercedes with that. Well, yeah, but what fun is a Mercedes? <laughs> Touche, honestly. So, I mean, just just to kind of start, man. Like, go on a rant. Either one of y'all, you know, whichever whoever feels inclined to go for it's like, why do you like fish so much? Because fucking fun. What the? Yeah. I mean, it brings me a lot of enjoyment. The, the just the whole that it's fantastic music. The people are great. It's the biggest goddamn party that's ever that's happening on any given night. It's fun. It's just fun. So is is the live atmosphere is that the biggest draw in your opinion? Oh yeah, no, there is nothing on this planet like a fish show. Nick, same thing. No, yeah, it just it tickles my brain the way I like it. It uh, it gets in my head. It's just uh, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to describe. It's what? Why? Why do you like certain types of music and dislike other types certain types of music? Uh, there's something about it. The way they play, the way they improvise, the way that it's never the same twice. Um, it just uh, yeah, it tickles my fancy. It's also a community of very like-minded people all coming together to see their favorite thing on the planet. That's great. I'll give it's you like, the, like a sports team, except you win every night. That I was literally about the, the improvisation, the, the idea that it's never the same twice, much like any, you know, football game, basketball game, whoever your favorite team is or whatever, you never know what the next play is going to be. You can have an inkling, you can have an idea, but you don't actually know in the same way that a fish show is like that. You don't necessarily know what song is coming next. Although I've been next to both of you, at least once each, Joe, I think twice, when during a song, you said, oh, the next song is going to be this, and you nailed it. Much like if you're watching a football game, you kind of get an idea of like what play they might call next in a situation or you know, in a certain scenario. It, it keeps you on your toes in, in that kind of, I guess, in that type of a sports realm. But then, yeah, they, they don't lose, except for you know, a couple of the shows where Trey was pretty wasted. But besides that, like they pretty much... You like? Have you ever left a fish show disappointed? Let me let me phrase it that way. Only once. Only yeah. once. And I don't even know if disappointed is the right word. It was more a feeling of uh, what the fuck was that? <laughs> How so? What do you all, mean? All relative. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just still. I'd, I would have. I never go into fish shows with preconceived notions about what I want them to do. Like, I mean, there's things I want them to do, but. You know, at the same time, like they're the conductors taking us for a ride, and I'm down for wherever that shit goes. There's only been one time where I was left a show, and I was just like, "Well, that was not that great." <laughs> Nick, were you there? What show was this? Oh yeah, no, I know. Yeah, we were both at that show. It was, was the, in, uh, right outside of Dallas. Second time, right? <laughs> what? 2017, 16? 16. Yeah, just just lackluster. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the show before, the show the night before was excellent. Uh, the show after that was 
so amazing that they played it. It was one of the dinner and a movie shows that they played recently. Ah. But that particular show, I don't know if they were just like, all right, it's time to get out of Texas. Let's, <laughs> let's get the fuck I out of here. I had a guy that uh, like they sat next to me okay. in the middle of the show, and he, he goes, uh, did Trey's puppy die or something? <laughs> <laughs> because like everybody in the crowd was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, <laughs> That's crazy. And it's, I mean, this was, this was the recent stretch. I mean, you know, for anybody that's listening that doesn't like fish, honestly, anybody listening that doesn't like fish is probably not listening. You probably already tuned off when you realize what this episode was about. So I mean, whatever, for those that aren't listening, fish has been around for, I mean, what, 30 years longer. When, when did they first get together? 83. Yeah. And, and I mean, they're, you know, live improvisational jam band, hippie band, call them what you want. But like the, the, the lead singer, lead guitarist, Trey Anastasio has had some issues with uh, some drugs as many hippie lead guitarists tend to do, but it wasn't because of that. Cause he was a member of a goddamn band. Yeah. I mean, you know, pretty much most bands, they, I don't know if anybody listening knows this, but bands tend to like drugs, but this wasn't during that era. He was, he was sober or at least sober ish. It wasn't that it was just, they just weren't inspired that night. Is that kind of what you, is that, was that the, the gist? I mean, but that's the one thing I've always expected from fish is that they do whatever the fuck they want to do when they want to do it. Uh, and uh, maybe they just wanted to play a certain type of show, and it just fell completely flat. I don't know. But, but I mean, you've both seen them over 50. Joe, you're in the 80s, and only one bad show. Like, that's a, like, that's a ringing endorsement for really anything. Like, there's no movie director that's put out that many films and only one bad one, or any team that's played that many games and only lost once. Like, that's, that's as ringing of an endorsement as I can possibly think to give. Like, that's the biggest compliment you can give them. They have, like, a, you know, 90-something percent success rate. All right. So the, the community of like-minded individuals that I, that I have experienced on, you know, a handful of occasions that I've truly enjoyed as admittedly an outsider. I mean, I, I know I'm not as deep into it as you. And, and I mean, I know y'all aren't even, you know, there are some people that would scoff at 89 shows. Like there's some people who've seen them hundreds on hundreds of times. So like th- th- that community of people. Well, uh, <laughs> no, for everybody. I don't give a shit how many times you've seen them. If exactly. you're there for the right reasons and you are paying attention to the music, then who cares? <laughs> I, I have felt incredibly welcomed. And yeah, I, I feel like the entire crowd locks in at the same time. But to speak on to how great that crowd is, that the like-minded individuals. I mean, Joe, g- give me your story. Because, I mean, Fish has affected all three of our lives a lot. I mean, literally, it actually had. But, Joe, you probably more than most. Uh, how did, just specifically, how did you and your wife meet? Oh, she was uh, friends uh, with the people that Nick and I camped next to at uh, the Fish Festival 8 in uh, Indio, California on the, the Coachella grounds. Coachella. Double L goes and, Yeah. Uh, went from there. We had a great time. Uh, you would never met. No. You would no, never no, no. Met. We didn't even know our neighbors that well. We just, that's who we were parked by. And, you know, we're setting up camp and got to chatting. And then, you know, she wanders over at some point. I don't remember when. <laughs> I just did. went from there. That's crazy. I mean, Bring you guys. It, uh, flew up to Chicago uh, later, uh, like a month or so afterwards uh, to meet up. And we drove up from Chicago to Cincinnati uh, to go see fish for a couple nights. 
And uh, the rest is history, I guess. Shit, I mean, you have a kid now. You guys have a child together. Literally fish we- brought together <laughs> two human beings and created another human being. It happens. Like who, like, that's just wild. So, and then on the other side of the coin, Nick, uh, does, does your wife like fish really at all? No, not that. She did go to, did she go to the show? I feel like she did. She's been to two shows. Uh, and bless her heart. She does her best to tolerate my liking of them. <laughs> but, but no, that's just, I mean, it's Fish is definitely one of those bands where you either love them or hate them, I think. Yeah. And there's, there's there's a lot of people out there that just don't don't like it. Um, and Crystal's one of those. <laughs> <laughs> My wife, not a huge fan. I've actually had uh, on multiple occasions, three separate occasions, twice at uh, in Austin, Texas, when I worked at Thundercloud Subs. Shout out. I'm not getting paid, but if they want to sponsor this podcast. You certainly can, but two separate coworkers. I put on jam on uh, at multiple in two separate instances. They both were like, "Are you, are you listening to elevator music? Like, what, what is this?" They both, they both separately, uniquely described in the same way elevator music. And then again in Denver, working at the spot that I was working at now, a third coworker also said elevator music. What have you heard that criticism of them before? Like around people that don't like it? What's have you heard any weird criticisms of them like that? I mean, I don't even know if that's a criticism. Like, I freaking, I, I think Fish is totally a band that you could just put on because, I mean, the music's just so free-flowing that you can either really pay attention to it or not, but it just kind of, like, moves through your brain. Like, you know, I freaking, whenever Dave and I were driving long distances to go see him, we, we'd measure the drive and the amount of Fish shows it took to get there because you can literally just like throw it on and before you know it like three three and a half hours or have passed by i'll give you that for road trips and long flights i do i i require not not necessarily fish but jam music i can't do a three-minute song followed by another three-minute song followed by another three-minute song time is segmented too short in my opinion it passes so slowly Whereas when you put on a fish show, you don't know if you're going to get a three minute song or a 29 minute jam like that. To me, that helps pass time. Certainly uh, far better. Shit, I don't even know how many three minute songs they have. Yeah. If any, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> unless it's like a studio album, I don't know of really of any live song they've ever done that condensed. I was like, Oh my God, is this still lawn boy? That's one of their, <laughs> that's one of their three minute songs that, yeah. that they turned into a 30 minute song. And that's, I mean, they, truly, that's, they, and it, you know, again, anybody listening that knows them knows. That's the beauty of them. They can truly stretch time or stretch a song, call it what you want, but they can take what would normally be a four minute song and they can just improvise to, you know, it, such levels that it, it's, and it's almost always good. Like, they, like, yes, sometimes they purposely play that where like it, it almost sounds like they don't know how to play music. Like it almost sounds like they're absolutely like, amateurs on stage but they get there on purpose and then pull out of it in such a way that it's it's so smooth like i mean i could wax floating about how great they are but that's not i'm trying to do it. anyways besides well, fish, yeah. question, like, i've as a group all the criticism that i've heard are from people who just like regurgitate the same old shit like i just don't like hippie jam bands ah. and it's just like well that's Standard. fine but like all the people that i know um 
that like whose opinions I actually respect. Uh, they just don't like them because like they they're just not for them. But they recognize that they're badass musicians. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Like uh, they they're like yeah no like I just like that kind of music isn't for me. But like I understand why so many people like them. Like uh, we had a buddy uh, coworker of ours uh, fly up up to Denver last year and came to a show with us, and he had a fucking blast. And he didn't know any of the music, and he was like, you know, I I don't particularly want to see them again, but like I totally get why you guys love this exp- like the experience of it all. It's like especially at the stadium they play in Denver, like at uh, at Dick Sporting Goods Park. There's, 30,000 plus people there. Literally all Open there. Stadium. Just to see fish. And he was like, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen... he." His comment that stuck out to me was he's never been to a concert where like the whole crowd is so focused on the band and that the band is so focused on the crowd. Like that transference of energy in between band and people out in the audience. It, it is. It feels more communal. Of all the concerts I've been to, I mean, I've seen, you know, specifically Fish at Dick's Sporting Goods in, in, in Denver. There's a vibe there happening that I've not experienced many other places, if any other places. Like certain sporting events, like, like you know, a, a final two minute drive in, in a fourth quarter football game, or like if it's, you know, last minute of a basketball game and it's a tight game, like there are moments that you feel kind of like that where everybody's like on the edge of their seat holding their breath if a shot goes up. But from almost start to finish of those shows, everybody's pretty locked in. Like they, it's it's a unique uh, experience in my opinion. I have never been – I've seen a lot of live music and I, there's not really any – too many other shows that I've seen where audience – like – people that you're around if you're like too fucked up and like talking too much that they'll they have no problem being like hey man can you shut the fuck up while the music's playing <laughs> like like i didn't i'm not here to listen to you fucking talk like shut up <laughs> like that's that's what it, before set break and after show is for that dude <laughs> the that's playing you need to shut up the ACL show that I saw them at, it was clear that there were just a bunch of other people there that just were there because it's a festival. And they were the ones that were talking a lot. And I had one dude that was on something, probably Molly. And he was just kept talking and talking and talking. And at one point I had to just kind of like walk away from him. So I was like, I don't know you, but I also don't want to, like, even if I did know you, I don't want to hear what you have to say in this one hour set block that I have. So, but the, so you, that segues perfectly though, because you, you have both seen other bands. Uh, Joe, I'll ask you as well, but Nick, Besides Fish, what are your top five favorite bands? Uh, I mean, it's going to be probably, I mean, Grateful Dead is definitely one of them. Uh, are we counting bands that are still alive at tour? Yeah, after that, Rage Against the Machine, Tool, Metallica. Um, hmm. I don't know, and it just—it's—I don't know if I have like five favorite bands. Fair, but that's quite the like. like you know, Fish like, and the Grateful Dead—they go together. Uh, at that time, I mean, but they then, go together in the sense that they have large followings and they do whatever the fuck they want when they want. Yeah, but certainly but more so like than Rage or Tool or Metallica. 
Like that's such a like that's such a like it's it, I, you could say in conflict or whatever. But so and it's also kind of tough because it's not like Rage Against the Machine, Tool, and Metallica have been touring that much lately. But how often? How many times have you seen those bands combined? By comparison, how many times have you seen Fish? Uh, probably six. You guys said Nick. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so literally, the, your, your next four favorite bands combined, you've seen ten percent of the time compared to how many times you've seen Fish. Well, that's wild. They don't, they don't tour as much. Yes, they, you know, they're not putting on four-day festivals. Have you well, you don't seen Metallica in the last eight years? Their their tickets are like a hundred and fifty fucking dollars. When you don't go see any of those bands multiple times a year, even when they do go on tour, fish yeah. you go you go as to as many shows as you can each time they go on tour. It's not uncommon for people to just go see them like twenty times during the summer. Uh, you hey, can't do that. Uh, any other band? Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you see Metallica three or four times in a month, well, they're playing the same show. Every you're time. likely going to hear literally the. Right. Note for note, every every whatever. If the song is six minutes on the album, it's six minutes when they play it live. Like it, what, it is. How many it is how a, many times do you want to hear them play one or yeah. for whom the bell tolls or, uh, <laughs> or again, but, like the same way? Literally the exact same set of notes. The exact same. It's, it's the same A B C D format format every single. Like it's the exact same thing. Whereas with a fish show, it's just so different. So I mean, Joe, same question. Top five bands other than Fish. Well, do they have to be active? Uh, sh- no, I don't care. You know, whatever. Well, Jimi Hendrix, number one. Yeah. Uh, then probably Tool, Metallica. Uh, I mean, The Dead, obviously. I mean, I love the shit out of The Dead. Um, and probably like, I don't know, like Yonder Mountain uh, mm-hmm. with Jeff Austin. Or like Tedeschi Trucks Band or some shit like that. Ooh, I've, I've never seen them live, but I have watched so many of their live shows, like on YouTube oh, or whatever, with the kid. He's amazing. I mean, he, he's you know he's born into it. Obviously, he's been doing it since he was six or whatever. But like that's some stuff I can listen to. Even even my kids get into it. And even Sarah, like even my wife will get into you know, a couple of those shows just because. I mean, you know, Susan can wail. Like I, I like when she starts singing. It's anybody anyway. Oh, you can play guitar. Yeah, Super no, cool. it, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, so, trucks, but like, I mean, she's really good at guitar too. <laughs> she was her own front runner, front man of a band or whatever, you know, as is. So, I mean, Joe, uh, how many times have you seen Hendrix live? A couple, couple of them? Yeah. I wish. Yeah. But no, so I mean, but same, <laughs> same idea, dope. same spread. You've seen Fish easily, you know, 90% more than you've seen any of these other bands. Oh, yeah. That's wild. None of those other bands foster a culture like fish allows to happen yeah like not even close i mean you're right there's there's a vibe at, at a fish show there's just go, I mean, go to a right thing. show and see how many people are encouraged by the band to tape the show <laughs> never fucking allow that shit Nah, i'm sure metallica is the same oh yeah uh, you're talking about the people who shut down hamster like, yep Fuck yes, no, they're they not going to let people record their shows. Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, string cheese, probably similar, I would imagine, a similar culture. I've seen cheese about 20 times, but I don't just, like, listen to cheese, you know what I mean? See, Sarah like, loves I them, really so I do. I really love them a lot. String cheese. Like, I rarely just, like, listen to them out of nowhere, you know what I mean? Like, 
But day to day basis, are super fun. What do y'all day to day basis? What percentage of your say week is listening to Fish compared to listening to other bands like on your you know Spotify or whatever? Eh, it depends. There's times where I just go down a fucking fish hole because literally everything that they have from like 1989 has a good audience recording of it. Yeah. So like I'll go to like, you know, like my favorite year that I've been delving into recently is 1999. And there's just like so many eras of fish where, you know, like 99 sounds completely different than like a year like 1994, like completely fucking different. How so? I mean, I, I know what you mean, but just, you know, in case anybody listening doesn't know who Fish is. Oh, well, 94 was just super focused, high energy, didn't miss a note, just supercharged, like, jazz, almost. Okay. Whereas 99 is just super spacey and, like, just jam, funk, just ambient shit. Like, it, it doesn't even sound like the same band. Taking like, more risks. Still rip. Yeah, like Trey will still rip off some of the nastiest shit you've ever heard, like Jimi Hendrix style. But a lot of it is like, like there's a lot of loops, a lot of delay. Like, it, I mean, it's just, you can't. People are like, when I played a show from like probably 97 to like the 2004 range, they're like, and there's only four members in this band because there's <laughs> so much sound. There is so much. Like, the day that you described them, I forget how you just, but you had seen them live long before I had, and you're like the, the wall or the mountain, whatever, how you described it, of sound that hits you while they're playing. That was like, we were at, uh, I'm not going to say his name, but we were at a buddy of mine's house or whatever down in Texas. And the way you described them, you just gotten back and I was like, Jesus, I got to go see these guys. Like I had, I'd always been a fan, but just like I did, the way you described the feeling, I remember being like, I have to go see these guys. And that's what forced me to go out to New Year's in Miami with Dave and have uh, way too much of some fun and anyways went south there. But okay, the idea of the live shows, they're amazing in my opinion. And I would assume String Cheese and even Umphreys McGee are, you know, just the idea of live improvisational music and all that's fine. But something I've never done and I'm not sure I ever will do, what are your thoughts on taking children, your children? You both have kids for those listening. What would, would you take them to a fish show and by and then by extension would you take them to like a weekend three-day festival absolutely right now um you know julia's seven uh probably not right now uh and the main reasoning for that is like i don't really go to fish to be a dad (laughs) (laughs) like it's something that i love to do and like, I don't want to have to pay attention to make sure a seven-year-old doesn't get lost in a crowd of twenty thousand plus crazy people. <laughs> yeah, fair. But I you mean, know, when she's older, if they're still around, like absolutely, they're too big a part of my life for see, that not to happen. So, like 15, 16? I'd say more like ten. Okay, Nick, same thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, when they're uh, 10-ish, 11-ish? 10, 10-ish, sure, yeah. When they're old enough to not just flat out run away because it's easy. Well, and like- have some understanding of your surroundings. You know what I mean? Like, I and, and, like, another fact is, I don't want, I don't want, uh, you know, like, I don't want to go and then have Julia be bored before the first set's even over, you know what I mean? 
It's like, ah, oh, I'm bored. Let's go. It's like, yeah, no, we're not going anywhere for another hour and a half. Yeah, you're stuck for a while. Like, <laughs> so wait, Nick, do you like listen to Fish with Vivian? Like, do, do you sit her like do, if you guys are in the car? Does, do you listen to it with her? Yes, yes, we do. She has songs that she asks for to listen to. Yeah, um, she has uh, versions of the songs that we have to listen to, and she can tell if I don't put it on the version that she likes, she'll say, "Dad, that's not Damn, the normal one." Put it on the normal I'll take that. I'll take that as a good thing. I'm actually okay, I'm just trying to, you know, I like I, my kids do tend to get down on fish when I played them. Uh, that's crazy. But I honestly by myself unless i have like an hour to sit down and and play them i'm usually not playing them because if it's just like five minutes here ten minutes there i'll usually pick something else fair i mean at least in my day-to-day job or whatever like i music's on in the background for hours of like most of my day i'm driving pretty much all day i do sales so I'm, i'm going from place to place to place and if it's less than 20 minutes in between places, I, I don't even bother putting them on. If you can't really dig in, you don't you don't want to just like tease yourself with it? Yeah, pretty much. Because then it just picks up in the middle and I'm, yeah, and I'm just like, well, I have to start this over. Yep. I, I'll, I, I'll start certain songs because there's like certain definitive versions of songs if you talk to people or like a, the song Bathtub Gin. Uh, there's the one from Riverport uh, in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's legitimately consensusly considered like one of the greatest versions of that song ever. And I've heard it so many times that like I don't mind starting it because I can jump back into it and know exactly where the fuck it is because I've li- I've literally listened to it like a hundred times. <laughs> like. Huh. I mean, I feel but, you. I backed in the day before I had Spotify, or like way, way back when I just had, I had like six live fish CDs, and I listened to those six CDs easily a hundred times each. So, like the, those say, like I, you could start me in, in the middle of any song, and I could instantly pick up and like know exactly. So, I mean, I'm with you. But it, if you're driving like ten minutes, do you would you put that? Would you start it and then just start it and then pick it up again later? I mean, I really feel like it. Uh, but I mean, there's also like, you know, there, there's songs like Tube that are about 10 minutes long and they get funky as shit and way far out there in 10 minutes because it yeah. doesn't take them long to get weird. <laughs> so finish the song proper and then just explode into space. Yeah. And that's that is why I enjoy their music just in general, but specifically their shows. And I have found it, it's hard to explain to people who don't either already know who they are, at least a little bit, or just that are completely unaware, just don't like that idea of improvisation. It's hard to explain how unique a fish show is. The, the best way I have, in my opinion, the, the best thing in my arsenal to attempt to describe why they're so amazing, at least to me, because I know musical taste, just like food tastes. If you don't like something, you don't like something. So I mean, you're not going to talk anybody into it. But when I go to try and talk somebody into it, at least just explain how great they are, I always start with, or at least try to weave in the Baker's Dozen Run at New York. Because it's just, no, like, again, for anybody listening, they played 13 shows. Fish played 13 shows in 16 nights. And they didn't repeat a single song for all 13 shows. Two and a half hours of music for 13 nights, basically two weeks straight of music. 
didn't play a single song twice. I would argue no other band is even capable of doing that. Even potentially the dead. Did they have the repertoire and the chops to be able to do that? Do you think in your opinion? Oh, they definitely had the song catalog to do it. Um, but no, I don't think they would. I mean, the dead repeated songs constantly. Yeah. I don't know them the way y'all do. I, don't, I wouldn't even put them in my top five, so I don't know them the way y'all do. do I mean, it they, wouldn't like, be like the same set list or anything, but you yeah. know, they, they would play the same songs on like multiple nights, play yeah. in different spots. Like in I mean, and still played them uniquely, then differently every time. But like, it, that, I didn't know that that's that they weren't as strict with that because every time I've seen Fish on multiple like three or four show runs, they've never repeated the same song in those three, three, four. Like in Dicks, they played no song twice all three nights, but the Dead did that. Yeah, they would. Interesting. I mean, I don't know. Like, I love the dead for the songwriting and the singing, and like just Jerry and like in general. Uh, but Fish is just astro. Like they are just so much weirder than the dead ever was. <laughs> That's true. Like uh, the dead never fucking did anything that Fish can do on the stage. Like just the soundscapes that fish explores the dead never did that like ever hmm. like i don't know but that is vanilla ice cream and fish is whatever like sherbet rainbow sherbet rainbow sherbet but i mean bread. i still love vanilla ice cream oh i'll eat that yeah not gonna complain but i don't know if the best argument is the the dead jammed is some dark star from 77 or the drum space segment I've seen Grateful Dead uh, related shows like with the members from the dead in it. Yeah. And the drum space segment half the time is just like the piss break. It's just like, oh, God, there's like 15 minutes of this. Oh, dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd, I've left many a different show. Uh, I mean, in fact, I was with you guys uh, when we saw um, Widespread Panic and they did that segment and literally like I 10 am- minutes in. Sarah was just like, so how long is this going to go? I was like, I don't know, but I'm coming down. My buzz is wearing off. We can, and we literally left. Like, we left the show. Like, I don't even care anymore. But like, okay. So I know the dead didn't have the technology and, you know, whatever. But how many other bands? I mean, I'm just basically, I'm just just tossing softball up here. How awesome is dinner in a movie? You know what I mean? Like, how amazing of an experience is that? Especially right now during the, you know, the, the, the COVID stuff. And we're all kind of more or less staying home. How amazing is that? That collectively fish fans across the country and maybe world, I don't know come together and watch that, you know, at the same time, more or less live, but you know what I mean? Not live. Well, before we get into cool shit, I mean, you know, going back to the Baker's dozen thing, uh, I think Willie Nelson could pull it off. The man has Willie. Nine live, or six to nine solo studio albums. Yeah. I think no, I actually, today. and if you played his music from uh, start to finish, his entire disc discography, discography whatever you call it um that's that's like two weeks yeah. worth of music um unique individual songs Jesus. uh so anyway i don't know why he's not in my top five that i said earlier but he definitely is no that's uh, a great one and while you uh, and then when to you get said that it popped into my head santana might be able to do that too yep yeah. yeah dude the guy's got uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of acts that could do it. I mean, there's so much music that I'm not even aware of. That uh, I don't know, maybe I like narrow scope and view of what I like and I dig into. I don't know. I I agree with Willie, but 
I don't know if I would. I would. That's not. I would have loved to jump Baker's dozen all thirteen shows. I don't know if I would go see Willie Nelson thirteen times in sixteen days. You know what I mean? Playing songs every night. Nah, Willie definitely has it. Santana and Fish used to open for Santana. I mean, that that kind of tied that in. Like, but yeah, there's maybe there are, and I'll admit that because yeah, my scope is obviously limited as well. I, I haven't dug into world culture music like. I couldn't name you a single German band right now. Like, so I mean, clearly, I don't, I don't know all of this. Well, out there. Ooh, do Hast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this whole the dinner and a movie thing, and just the idea of couch tour in general. That that I mean, when they are playing live, when and hopefully whenever they do get back to playing live, the people around the country, like I, I used to come over to Dave's apartment and y'all's apartments, like we would sit down and we would all watch Fish that was in a different state. And you, me, and 30 other people would all get together and watch a show, a live concert experience from, you know, the, the comforts of your own home. Like, not many bands have a draw that pe- the fans are that connected and want to see them that much that they'd be willing to do something like that. I mean, I've had some great, some really fun experiences, some really fun moments, like hanging out in your living room watching fish. Oh, yeah. no, I, I mean, the dead used to do that. Uh, they had, like, pay-per-views and shit uh, no as far back in, like, 89 did not know that. Um, well, I mean, everything that Fish has done, the Grateful Dead, pretty much, like, as far as business and, like, business model and, like, doing, like, paving the way for that kind of scene. Yeah. Uh, the Dead definitely did first. But Fish just was way better at it. <laughs> <laughs> like, as far as, like, the model of business and, like, running, like, you know, Fish Inc., the they're much better and uh i mean fish pioneered the what we know of as like bonnaroo and coachella like fish was the pioneering the single band festival i mean at their first festival in 1996 they had seventy thousand people show up for and there was only one band playing like that jesus like down at big cypress for the the New Year's Eve festival they threw for Y2K, there was 90,000 people there. That is absurd. I mean, that's bigger it, than it NFL stadiums. Like, <laughs> that's like, like, like large, like, you know, I think Ohio State's stadium only holds like in the 90s. Like that, that's, that's, that's a following on a level that is just absurd for a band, for four dudes. Fiddling oh, around. And, and, and it's, only that band like there's literally yeah. nothing else going on except for like the attract like they you know they have like ferris wheels and like cool shit yeah. to interact vendors with. and shit but no other music no, no, like, even at the festivals they have like really cool art installations that are like interactive hmm. and uh like you know they look cool as shit but like there's literally nothing else going on except for hanging out with you know, 90,000 of your closest friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, like, yeah, clearly we all friggin', you know, miss fish. What, in your opinion, well, let's start here. Let's start on the positive note. What are the best aspects of fish culture? Because like I said, the, the, the few times that I've really experienced it for day-long stretches, I, I've always felt incredibly just welcomed and warm and, and all that. Like, what, what is the best part about it, in your opinion? Like, just Is it just the, the communal vibe? Like, what, what keeps you going back? Well, the music first and foremost. Yeah, but what about the Pete? You know what I mean? Like, the, like when the music's well, not playing, why do you not just leave immediately? My answer 
for both the why do I, what do I love and what do I hate is going to be the same, which is the people. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody hates fish as much as fish fans. I swear to Christ. Like they'll be, they'll be getting done, like just burning down the house and, you know, I'll run into people on the, in the parking lot. And they're just like, oh, yeah, they didn't fucking do this. They fucked that up. Like, they didn't do this or that. Like, thumbs down on that show. And it's just like, fuck you. Like, why are you even here? It's like, we probably love fish the same amount, but like, God, you critical prick. Just that jaded? You gotta surrender to the flow, man. You had a bad time because you didn't surrender to the flow. Interesting. Nick, same I mean, same idea there. Have you run into these people too? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't avoid them. There's literally tens of thousands of people at this show. You're going to get it all, all different types. But for the most part, everybody there looks after each other. Uh, you're not going to get – there's not ever going to be like a mad rush to try to get to the front of the stage. You're not going to get trampled. You're not going to get, you know – shoved you're not gonna get there's not gonna People be a apologize to you if they bump into you <laughs> yeah nick that's where that's where i was leading into that because like at every nfl football game i've ever been to i I'm pretty sure i can say there's been a fight a lot of nba games in the parking lot filtering out there's like not necessarily fist fights and swinging but it, there's a lot of like chest bumpy like kind of you know just dick bags and I've that, seen I, some I, super violent and crazy shit go down on the parking lot at Fish. That's what I was about to ask. There's like I've a never whole other subculture. Okay, like what was it? I mean, it? I know it's not a fair question, but do you know what the fight was about? Did you see what started it? Oh, uh, just fucking somebody treading on somebody's toes or somebody serving up lot justice. Like lot uh, justice. somebody selling drugs where they shouldn't be selling drugs. Oh, like, dude, I've thing. seen... I've seen like five different times at least somebody get a fucking bottle smashed up their fucking head because they were doing something that a certain group of people didn't like. Because the lot is where all the sketchy shit happens. That's what I hate most about fish is the lot scene. That's where all the sketchy kind of what I love. (laughs) Oh, it's all the sketchy sketchy freaks, man. They're all fucking freaks. There are people who live on the fringes of society. It's fucking phenomenal and something to see. People go that don't even go to the shows. They just follow the shows so they can do whatever on the in the parking lot. Uh, the the balloon mafia business, be it illegal or otherwise. Those oh, guys driving sling, nuts. sling drugs. Yeah, the, uh, they trash the entire place. They, they, uh, the nitrous thing, they have the nitrous mafia. Okay, that's like, where I was. Le- I was angling to that. I've heard of it or whatever. I don't. I clearly know nothing about it. I, I'm an old man. I don't. But what? No, it's what a very is that? organized group of people who sell nitrous at most of the shows, and if you cross them, they will not hesitate to fuck you up. That is cross them being like if you also try to sell or if you try to steal or try to sell, try to steal, mess with their business in any way because they are there. You know, one of those big tanks, they cost 20, 30 bucks to fill up, and they're charging fucking $5 a balloon, and people pay that shit. So they're literally thousands and thousands of dollars per night. And if you get in the way of that, they will fuck you up. 
I mean, that's it's not big business on the level of like you know the mafia or some shit. Like, not there's not like selling heroin to like drug lords and like you know cartels. But that's I don't know, man. That's it's an crazy, old thing bro. Out of Philadelphia, that is a grind. So they just follow around fish and potentially other bands, and that's that's what they do. They're the tank. Was it tank mafia? Get nitrous mafia. Nitrous mafia. Whoa, <sighs> that's fucking wild. Nick, if you ever oh, yeah. run, because like for those listening, neither one of you guys know these. Both of these gentlemen are are tall and broad shouldered. Just they're big motherfuckers. Have y'all ever had to like? Have you ever been approached, but either in, well, in a positive or negative way? I uh, I don't mind the I don't I rarely buy balloons, but like if somebody wants to give me a free one, I will suck down some fucking nitrous. It's fun, but I ain't <laughs> I don't, paying that much money for it. Uh, wait, so it's just like the nitrous at a, at a dentist's office, yeah. Yeah, it's laughing gas. So it's just four minutes of kind of a happy, and then that's it. Uh huh. You paid five dollars for that? Like now, you no, people, I, I people do it. that. Oh people yeah, are fucking dumb as shit. That's dude. You'd be surprised how much money the fish crowd has to spend. It's, They're fucking everywhere. It's bizarre, yeah, especially because like the idea is that it's like ah oh, hippies, man, like living off like ah oh, yeah, but then like you have to have a shit ton of money to be able to follow these guys around. Oh, dude, the the people that I know and love that I've known for a while, like, I you can call it hippie ideals if you want. It's more like just loving each other and taking care of each other. Which but, should just be human ideals for the rest. Yeah, like, uh, but, I mean, other than that, like, most people are, like, they see fish for what, like, fish is a big business. They've got a product that a lot of people want to buy. And I, I personally think all four members of the band are genuinely good people, but they're also multimillionaires. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. And they work their ass off to get there. Yeah, they earned it. Like, they just uh, a big business, man. Like, like, this is business on the level of, like, NCAA football. Like, this is business on the level, I mean, this is, this is NFL-level money. Like, they're getting millions of dollars per show. Not them, the band, but millions of dollars in commerce are being circulated per show. Oh, dude. I've read that like the low end of booking fish is at least a million dollars per show. Good God. And I mean, the, but the, the, but there's no short, like they could play wherever they want as long as it's big enough to like holds enough people because those venues recuperate the cost in, you know, paying for parking, alcohol sales, like ticket sales, like they recoup that plus, like a lot more money or else they wouldn't be booking fish. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That is absolutely, I mean, I get it. Don't I mean, you know, every show I've been to was, I don't know if it was necessarily sold out, but it was fucking packed. It was jam packed. I mean, you know, with, with dudes in lots selling everything from, you know, fake t-shirts to, I mean, <laughs> Dave bought a pure Colombian alpaca you, sweatshirt. Uh, the economic impact of fish not having a summer tour this year is huge. Hmm. I can imagine, honestly. I mean, it probably the, the economic of any like venue that's just not booking any bands. But yeah, like they, they probably show to the same spots. Like Dick Sporting Goods probably counts on that every year. Same way as like you know the Hampton probably counts on that every like they show up every year. They expect that as revenue. Huh? Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, fish is like I said, fish is big business, man. I I don't care. I, I want to spend my money however the fuck I want to spend it. Like, don't give me some of this hippy dippy bullshit. 
about like, well, what about like, you know, spend it on something better? It's like, well, I fucking love this and it's my goddamn time and money. So I'm going to go do it. Yeah, you ain't hurting nobody. <laughs> Man. All right. So, I mean, just kind of as a, as, a, as a rounded out, Nick, what was the best show you saw live? Did you, can you remember specifically? It was all three nights, 2012 at Dick's. Those are the best shows I've ever seen. 2012. Hey, shit. I was at that one. Hell yeah. That was a good run. That was a really, wait, that was, was that the legalize at night? No. Yeah. It was uh, 2013. Was it? That was, uh, I'm pretty sure. That was Fuck Your Face the first night. Ooh. That was Slave to the Traffic Light second night. Uh, but a very close second is going to be those uh, Vegas shows for Halloween 2018. Okay. Uh, Mine are inversed. I love uh, that that 2012 Dicks run is awesome, but that four nights in Vegas was fucking astounding. What was like, it like filtering out from a fish show? Where for, first of all, was it even near the strip? Oh yeah, it's right on the strip. It's in the MGM Grand. Holy shit! The the fucking venue is in the middle of the casino. They were not ready for that. I'm positive of it. Oh yeah, they were. Fish has played there like eight times. Get out! It's, they're ready for everything. It's, yeah, it's it's fucking Vegas, it's fucking Vegas. Not, you, not you think right. the fish fans were the most fucked up people oh, in Vegas? Oh. Though, right? <laughs> Good point. You think we were the biggest freaks in Vegas? <laughs> Too shit. No what was it like coming out of that show and, you know, whatever, and then filtering onto the strip? Orienting is shit. I bet. I had to ask a waitress how the fuck to get out after one of the shows. <laughs> I was like, there's no exit. Like, where the fuck is the exit? Like, I just want to leave this place. Like, sir, it's right there, sir. It says there's a, there's a lit up sign over the door. No, there's not. It's so confusing. <laughs> they can, they like, li- they, they, well, they can, they make it confusing so that you don't leave. Well, yeah, they want you to gamble. Come on now. Don't, don't walk outside. Wow, that's wild. So, so independently, y'all both decide it's more or less those two runs are the best y'all. I mean, obviously, you haven't seen all the shows, but like uh, of of your fish experience, that those are the two best. I mean, the best quality of music, yes. Um, I mean, I had a fucking blast in the summer of 2010 when Dave and I hit the road, like. That shit was like, were they the best shows I've ever seen? Absolutely not. But it was some kind of trip. It took me to literally all over the country. Is that you? Is that the run that you came back and you had that scar in the middle of your forehead? Yeah. <laughs> God, that's I got, hugged into a, I got hugged into a security pole. That's by, I mean, by a relatively small woman, as I recall. Yeah, well, physics is a fucking. Physics and whiskey don't mix well. <laughs> come Nick, on, come back. Go? God, God damn it. That's Ryan. That's our sound guy, Ryan. He's a piece of shit. He's going to get fired. He's a real asshole. This fucking Ryan is a douchebag. But no, I mean, again, for those listening, Joe is, is a large dude. What are you, like 6'5", 250-ish? Something like that? Yeah, 6'7", like probably 280 at this point. Christ, yeah. And like a girl that's not very big, but you know, drinking and such. And you were maybe on a hill, but either way, that's... Oh, that's no, I, she was coming down a hill. And I was standing on level ground, you know, just chatting with some random person. And no warning, I just get fucking hug tackled from behind, <laughs> face planted into a fucking metal pole. 
And I come up and the guy was like, what the fuck? And he like looks at me and he was like, oh shit. And I was like, is it that bad? He was like, yeah, dude. Like <laughs> there is blood everywhere. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, that's dope. Well, yeah, that's that ends all the the questions and shit I got. Any uh, any closing thoughts here? Any final brags? Just you know, fish is the fucking best. Go see him if you get the chance to see him, and you don't have to go far. Fucking do it. Even if you do have to go far, it's worth it. Oh, I think so. But you know, like what they when they were here in 2018 in Austin, I tried to get as many people as I could tell. It's like, dude. Like, just go. Like, the lawn tickets are 40 bucks, Or you could probably just show up and get either a free ticket or a way cheaper ticket. Like, just go. Like, it's literally... Like, you literally have to drive 20 minutes to go see the best live band on the fucking planet. Like, their light show. You did, we didn't even talk about the light show. Oh, ride. dude. Corotta. The light, ride, the light show is fucking insane. I, dude, and their rig, watching these dinner and the movies, watching some of the older shows versus watching some of like the newer shit, like it's it's ridiculous how much they're, they're like the rig right rap. now that they have is insane. Yeah, like the, the technology they possess in every direction. It's staggering. It has blown my every time I've seen them live, it has literally blown my mind. Dude, and Kuroda, the light guy, he does the the Knicks games at MSG. So when Fish plays the New Year's run at Madison Square Garden, he like installs all these lights like around the arena and like adds it to like the badass rig they already have. It's insane. Just absolutely insane. I had no like, idea. Uh, he, so he just works. He's employed by MSG. Dude, he's a legendary lighting guy. Like anybody who can hire him probably does hire him. Like he's really good at what he does. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I had no idea. That's fucking awesome. He uh, he worked with fucking the Biebs for one of his tours. Inch. I mean, Bieber's seen fish like a handful of times. Like he's a fan. Uh, fanish, I guess. I mean, you know, it, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know if he really likes them or if he just went to like go check it out. I don't know. That's whatever. Fair. Well, I mean, I, to him. Either way, like, yeah. I don't actually know the guy. That's fair. Let's, let's be clear. I've never met him. But, you know, I imagine if he went and saw him, he probably liked him. I would like to think so, but I have no idea. <laughs> me and the me and the Biebs don't talk that much these days. <laughs> yeah, well, y'all, since y'all's fallen out in 2017, you know, I get We, we don't want to bring that up on there. I don't want to I don't want to trash talk celebrities getting into a big feud. Well, you shouldn't have fucking touched my lava like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hell yeah, gents. Uh... Yeah, I don't really got much else, but uh, appreciate you coming out and shit. Oh sure. Yeah, we'll do it again. Talk uh, talk more. We'll tell you what. Let's let's do this the same time next week. But we're gonna talk about how much we love Bieber. The Biebs. Yep. Hey man. <laughs> well, dope. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for listening, everybody out there, and uh, stay safe because the world's fucking on fire.